Oh, me. It's good to be uh, able to fill in for our wonderful pastor, Steve. And uh, Paul is uh, our music director, and uh, Nathan is so heavenly uh, filled in for Paul. And so we got a lot of substance. Y'all get the second team, I guess, uh, today. It's good to have you all here. Uh, I wanted to share a, a story I, I read recently and, uh, that's sort of a preview of the sermon itself. Uh, it's about, uh, a real, uh, young man. He was, uh, 15 years old and he, uh, was a great actor. Uh, his name was Edwin. Uh, he lived in a, uh, there in, uh, the States and, and he had a huge voice, and, and because he was so had such a powerful voice, he was great as uh, an actor, and uh, he uh, was one of these that uh, uh, became a, a great uh, Shakespearean actor. In fact, he uh, at fifteen he uh, uh, had a he debuted in uh, uh, Richard the uh, Third, written by Shakespeare, and he did. Uh, Came to New York and, uh, uh, played, uh, also the, uh, Julius Caesar, uh, did Julius Caesar and, uh, of which, uh, uh, his brother, uh, his name was John, uh, played the part of, uh, uh, Brutus. Now, I don't know if you remember, I remember as a, as a young boy, uh, in high school, uh, where we had to memorize a, a passage from Julius Caesar, uh, and Macbeth and all of those. I, I, I didn't like it, but, uh, hey, you know, we, you do what they tell you to do. But anyhow, John, uh, Edwin had a brother, John, and another brother named Junus. And, uh, John got the part of the, play of Julius Caesar uh, of Brutus, who was the assassin of Julius Caesar. Well, it comes to find out that he became more than just a play. He became a real-life assassin. And in uh, 1863, I think it was, uh, John... uh, became, uh, when he played in play, but in 1865, uh, he became a real-life assassin. For one day in April, he slipped into the booth of the Ford Theater, and he took a gun and aimed it at the head of Abraham Lincoln. It upset Edwin, the older brother, so much that he took early retirement and had decided that he would never act again because of the crime that his brother John did. You figured out who these actors were by now. Edwin Booth and his brother John Wilkes Booth. 
Here are two boys, same mother, same father, same passion, same occupation, and yet one took one road and the other took the other. And as I was thinking about that in response to what I want to share with you, I realized that we all have to make choices. We make choices every day. There's things in the world that that we don't agree with that just blow our mind. All you have to do is look at your news and we see how much violence and so forth is in the world today. I think of the school shootings there in Florida. I think of the school shootings uh, throughout, and it seems like it just gets worse and worse and worse. Why does that happen? Why does that happen? Well, I think it all started, if you're turning your Bibles and you don't have to really turn there, if you think about it, in Genesis, you know what happened? Sin came into the world, and we've had to fight that ever since. But today I want us to think about the choice that we make. I want you to turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 23, verse 32, reading down to 43. Luke, Luke 23, Verse 32 to 43. Here God's word says, To others who were criminals were led away to, to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place that is called the skull, there they crucified him and the criminals on one, one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, and they cast lots to divide his garment. And the people stood by watching, but the rulers scoffed at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he is the Christ of God, his chosen one. Then soldiers also mocked him, coming up, and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. And then one of the criminals who were hanged, hanged, blasphemed him, saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Do not, do you not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we have, we have received the, what is due our reward for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Verse 
And then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. And may God add his blessings on the reading of his word. You know, this is Palm Sunday, and as we think of what happened on that day nearly 2,000 years ago, there were shouts of praise initially, and Jesus was on the donkey there, and he was coming in, and the people threw their coats out and, and covered the ground in front of him as he was making his way into Jerusalem. And there were shouts of praises. Glory, glory. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna. Those shouts of praises came, changed to shouts for death. Or when Jesus was carried before the, the, uh, chief priest and, and, and the authorities that he was said, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. And they convicted him and he carried him to a hill called Golgotha. And we oftentimes focus on those crosses. Said there was three crosses. One, a thief on the left and a thief on the right. Jesus in the middle. Have you ever wondered why there was three crosses? I have. Why, why in the world was there three crosses? Oh, we know that they were thieves and they were insurrectionists and, and they had done things wrong, but it just always has occurred to me that these three crosses. Why? And wh why was Jesus in the middle? Why was he not closer to the road? Why not was he uh, where he was located in, on those crosses? I wonder about things like that. Virginia likes to uh, uh, research things of why things happen or what caused this and so forth. And, and I've always wondered why there was three crosses. And I think it's the fact that just as the two Booth boys made a choice, I think these two crosses represent the choice that we must make. One, will we follow Jesus or will we neglect him? And so today, this morning, I want us to think, about those three crosses. One cross I like to refer to as the law, as the cross of rejection or the cross of rebellion. God's word reminds us that these are uh, uh, two thieves there. One, both probably uh, was making jeering remarks about Jesus. They they were trying their best to 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 get get him to do something just for them and 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 just 
It didn't matter if he'd been wrong or, or anything like that. But one of the thieves, when he cried out, if you are who you say you are, if you're really God's son, then come off of the cross and take us with you. They, they really didn't believe in Jesus, but they said, if you are the son of God, and come down and take us with us. There's no indication that that both of the thieves or one was any better than the other. But this one seemed to, to just want to just get all that he can, like many times you and I can do. That we are like that cross of rebellion where we rebel against society. We rebel against Jesus. We rebel because we want our way. You ever find yourself more concerned about being looking for our way and not God's way? This one, one thief, the one I like to say on the left, one on the left looked and said, if you are who you say you are, then come off of the cross and take us with you. Listen to what Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses. Excuse me, I'm in wrong place. I want to share with you what Paul said. Therefore I said to you that you will die in your sins if you do not believe that I am who I say I am. You will die in your sins. You know... Paul is reminding us that we must believe who Jesus said he was. Who is Jesus? This is a talk back. Who was Jesus? He's God, okay. The Lord, okay. He's the Son of the living God. And if he's really who he is, there's nothing he can't do. But so often we want to put restrictions on that. Paul reminds the church there at Ephesus that uh, if if he is, says if you if you will if you don't believe who I am you will die in your sin. God's word tells us in Romans, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Is that true? All have sinned. And yet, we forget that also in the book of Romans in chapter 6, verse 23, we understand that the wages of sin is death. Right? But we serve a living 
we have to choose Jesus as compared to the world. This Jesus, if he is who he says he is, and he can do in all things, then sure enough, he can take my sin and forgive my sin so that I might spend eternity with him. This first thief, this thief on the, on the, the left is, is there on the uh, cross of of rejection. He said no. He said I don't believe you are who you say you are. I want just want you to take me off of this cross. And so that I might go and do my thing. Paul reminds us that. When we reject Jesus, if we make the choice to reject Jesus, our destination is going to be an eternal hell. But we have to make the choice. These thieves had to make a choice. The one on the left refused. But if you recall that in, in the scripture, it says that the other thief, who is probably just as mean as the first one, but he had a change of heart. I don't know why. It doesn't tell us what exactly happened. It does tell us that Jesus was there on the cross, and as he looked down off of the cross, he looked down at those who had had convicted him and had put him there. And what did he say? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I don't know if that is what changed the, the mind of the second thief. But something did. And he, when the first thief began to to mouth out at Jesus and, and question who he was and, and question all that he could do. He said, don't you even fear God? Don't you understand that, that he's the almighty God and, and that he can do all things? Don't you fear? I understand that. That thief said, looked over at Jesus and he said, Father, remember me when you get to your kingdom. Remember me when you go to your kingdom. He was a thief just like the first. Just, you know, all that, that, the first thief had done, he had done also. And yet here is, he's not rejecting Jesus, he is repenting of his sin. He realized that he needed, or he deserved 
to die on the cross. He realized, he understood that, that, that only Jesus could save him, but at the same token, he, he didn't deserve to be saved. He needed to be treated like the first. Brothers and sisters, too many times we in our culture question just how God can handle things. I don't know about you. I know, I only know about Jim. When I try to do things on my own, I fail miserably. But when I depend upon the Lord, things work out. And I think that's this second thief, this second man on the second cross there, the, the cross that, that I like to refer to as the, the cross of repentance. Because see, something changed his mind. And he turned, he made that, that hundred, uh, three hundred or hundred and eighty degree uh, turn and turned away from the world and toward Jesus. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want to spend an eternity on a cross of rejection. I don't want to spend my life rejecting all that Christ has done for me. I just want to be what Jesus wants me to be. But we have to make a choice, don't we? There is, on the left, the cross of rejection. On the right, the cross of repentance. But what about the cross in the center? The one that is between Again, I, I have wondered in my own life, why was Jesus' cross in the center? And I think it, at least in my mind, it's a symbolic of the choice that you and I must make. Do we reject all that Christ has done? Do we believe that Jesus is who he says he is? Or do we reject that and say, oh, he's a good guy, and I just want him to do something for me. Me, me, me. I just want him to take care of me. The world can go wherever. Just take care of me. So we have a choice. Are we going to be on a cross of rejection? Or are we going to be like the second thief 
where we turn our eyes upon Jesus and say, Father, forgive me, for I'm a sinner condemned and unclean. Folks, that's our, that's the way we are. We are all sinners. This old retired pastor is a sinner. Every day I find myself praying, Oh, Father, forgive me, for I am a sinner. I deserve to be condemned. I, I deserve to spend my eternity in, in, in hell. But because you loved me so much, I want to be on that cross in the center with you. Where you took my sin upon Yourself. And I would want to be there in heaven with you. But I don't deserve it. I deserve to be like that rebellious sinner on the other side. You said, you prayed, Father, forgive me. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. But I don't know about you guys. But I deserve death. And back when I was a young boy, maybe 12 years old, I made a choice. I made a choice and asked Jesus Christ to come into my life just like most of you have done. And he didn't say, I ain't got time for you. He opened his arms and says, today, you will be with me in paradise. <laughs> Folks, Jesus loves you. This I know. For his word has told me so. But more than that, he has taken my sin and separated it as far as the east is from the west so that I might spend in eternity with me. How do I know that 
I will spend eternity with them. Just turn in your Bibles to John chapter 14. When he says, I go and prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and call you unto myself, so that where you are, or where I am there, you might be also. Folks, Jesus is coming again. And he's coming where we all can see him. And his arms are going to be open wide. And said, if you have made that decision, if you made that choice to come into, to, uh, come unto me, then I will take you with me. I don't know. I'm looking forward to that day. Every time I, I see a sunrise, you know, I, I think, man, that's beautiful. But just remember, when we look to the eastern sky, and he comes again. I think it, that sunrise will be sort of paled compared to him. I'm, I'm excited. But I had to make the choice. I had to make that choice when I was 12 years old. Have I been the perfect little boy and big boy? Fat man? Whatever? Have I been perfect? No. But he took me just as I am without one plea. He merely said, Jim, come unto me. Come unto me, and I will take you with me. So on that hill of Golgotha, there wasn't just one cross. There was three. There was the cross of rebellion. There was the cross of repentance. And there was the cross of redemption. I am so glad that I chose the cross of redemption. How about you? Do you deserve eternity in heaven? I don't. But I got it coming. Because of who Jesus is. Because of what Jesus has done for me. So as we think about those three crosses on Golgotha. I challenge you to make a choice. Jesus says, Come unto me, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. And it's a rest that will last for an eternity. But I had to choose.
and you have to choose. So today, I want you to think. What's your choice? Your eternal destination. Your eternal life is going to depend on whether you choose like the first thief and reject him. Are you going to be like the second thief and repent so that Jesus on the third cross of redemption can say, today you will be with me in paradise. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. So this morning, I challenge you to evaluate your own life and decide whom will you follow. We're going to sing a hymn of invitation. We're going to stand and sing. And as we sing, I ask, I beg you to make the choice to follow Jesus every day. Let us pray. Almighty and holy God, you are an awesome God. And Lord, I ask that now in the name of Jesus Christ and in the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you will move up and down every one of these pews. Lord, that you will speak to each heart. And Lord, as we make choices in life, that the most important choice that we make is to ask you to be our Lord and our Savior. Lord, it starts maybe today. So Lord, have your way for it's in Jesus' name that I pray. I will be down front if you have never asked you your Lord and Savior. You can do that today. If you don't have a church home, the doors of Haven Baptist Church are open. Maybe you need to transfer your church membership. I don't know what God wants you to do, but it's a choice that you and I have to make. Our eternal destiny depends on it.